Friday's pick day at the extra point. Welcome. I'm Wes here with Bobby. Bobby, what's going on, bud? What's going on, man? Everything's good. Everything's good. Doing well. That's what I like to hear. All right, well, it's just going to be me and uh, me and Bobby today. Unfortunately, we don't have Matt with us. We will get his picks out most likely uh, on the uh, Facebook or Twitter. So I uh, don't have his picks just yet, but hopefully we'll get them soon. Hey, man, work and uh, work and podcast. It's a lot at sometimes. So let's go ahead and uh, get into it. We're going to start, unfortunately, on a somber note. And Bobby, I'm going to let you headline this. Uh, we lost a NFL legend today. Yeah, definitely. Um, you know, Gail Sayers, you know, rest in peace. You know, um, unfortunately, Gail Sayers, one of the all-time greats, passed away today. Um at the age of um, 77 years old, um, obviously, you know, a lot of us listen to his podcast. Don't, you know, never saw him play in person or whatnot, but everybody knows who Gerald Sayers was, oh, yeah. obviously, as a football player. My dad always, you know, told me, you know, he played back in the era, you know, where he only, played, believe it or not, I mean, this guy only played four years, but a lot of people that you talk to that um, watch football growing up when I will always say that, this guy could have been or, you know, was and he was at the time the most dominant football player in his era. You know, um, obviously famously noted for give me 18 inches of daylight and I got it or not. So um, play for the Bears, you know, had a couple of knee injuries, only four years and still made the Hall of Fame. Isn't that crazy? I mean, um, wild. Yeah, obviously somebody that would have definitely, you know, uh, killed the stat book, you know, if they had the. Um, doctors and medicine that they do these days or whatnot but that's a big day it's a big day for the nfl man you know like uh, not a big day a somber day for the nfl obviously you know seeing you know uh, a hall of fame great player like gail's Harris, you know for the chicago bears go down kind of set the stone for walter payton so uh he suffered dementia for about last five ten years and um rest in peace um we lost a great Absolutely. Absolutely. One of the great ones, uh, you know, you go back and look on tape, obviously wasn't able to watch live, but you go back and watch on tape and you just look and you're like, wow, you know, this dude, 34, this dude could 30, play. 34 years old, the youngest player to ever inducted in the Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No doubt. No doubt. Rest in peace. Um, a couple other news, uh, newsworthy notes we'll get to real quick and then uh, we'll get started here. Uh, one is the fact that we had a signing of a quarterback in the NFL. The Broncos signed Blake Bortles to a one-year deal. I'm hearing he's going to be the backup to Driscoll at this time, uh, but he is going to be a part of that roster. And uh, an injury note from uh, – give me one second here. I'm pulling it up right now. An injury note from Philly. Philly lost yet another player. Uh, he lose a wide receiver, actually. Uh, Jalen Rager, uh, UCL tear in his thumb. Yeah. So, they lose him, and it just keeps looking to get worse in uh, in Philly. We'll definitely talk about that when we get to when we get to our picks. So let's go ahead and let's go ahead and get started. So we're, we're gonna do it like we do it every week. Uh, go ahead and talk about the game, get our picks. Uh, we will have Matt's up online. Uh, he's gonna try to get them to me as soon as he can. Doing like I said, work and double duty podcasts is a lot. So we'll get them to you as soon as we can. Uh, records though, Bobby, you had an amazing week and Matt had an amazing week for anybody that listened to the podcast yesterday. Both you guys go 14 and two. So a big rebound week. Uh, I went 11 and five, bringing us to a very close matchup right now. Uh, Bobby, you're 22 and 10. I'm 22 and 10 and Matt's 21 and 11. So we're all right there. 
Matt is right. it, me and Matt both got our locks correct. Uh, Bobby, you, you unfortunately did not. So while you will still be doing your locks for the week, you are eliminated from the Survivor League. But no fear, we'll see you keep doing your locks and also your book it today. We have one team that Bobby will be booking it. He is two and zero on his book it call. So this is something that you definitely want to listen to and take to the bank. What the spread? What the spread? What the spread? What yep. the spread? Yes, two and zero with the spread. That's right. All right, let's go ahead and get started. We're going to run right into Thursday night's game, Miami at Jacksonville. Jags coming off a close loss to the Titans. Miami uh, fighting pretty hard uh, in, a, in a close loss against the New England Patriots. Go ahead and give us a spread, Bob. So Jacksonville is favored by three points in this game. All right, and give us our winner. Um, you know what? This is To me, this is one of the – you know, I got uh, highlighted about three or four interesting games this week. Uh, this one, to me, I think is going to be a really good matchup. I mean, Jacksonville obviously is a team, you know, that has surprised a lot of people. As a, I mean, they, they they could be two and zero right now, obviously, you know, mm-hmm. from what we have seen. And Miami's actually shown to, uh, you know, um, perform a lot better than a lot of people would have thought at this time. Um, very young football team, or whatnot. I think this is going to be a very close game. I think there's going to be a little more points scored in this game than a lot of people think. Um, I got Jacksonville win this game 28-21. I'm down with the Minshew mania right now. All right. Uh, I, li- I like Jackson in this game, you know, even though home field advantage is the big thing. They say at Jacks, but I like Jacksonville 28-21. What you got, Wes? So, uh, obviously, looking at this game, try to be impartial as I possibly can on these. Uh, first thing is first, uh, I want to make make a couple notes about this game. Josh Lambeau is on the IR with a hip injury. Uh a week after he misses an extra point and kind of botches a squib kick, goes on IR for three weeks with a hip injury. So hopefully they will get him back. Brandon Wright comes off the practice team as their kicker moving towards tonight. DJ Chark is questionable for that game as well. Ooh, um, I didn't hear about that. Uh, it, it, it just a, a stinger. I think he'll be good to go. Uh, he's, he's questionable, but he, he did limit. He did practice in a, in a limited capacity today. Um, Brandon Linder, most likely, I don't, I don't think Brandon Linder is going to be a go. Yeah. He got an injury in the last game versus the Titans. Uh, it, it's escaped me now what the one was off the top of my head, but, uh, it, it's looking like Tyler Shatley is going to be the, uh, the replacement. He stepped in pretty well last week for Minshew. And I don't see that really being a too big of an issue. It is a pro bowl player though. So we'll see the impact of it. Um, and also Jacksonville wearing all teal for the first time in its franchise history, which is wild to say. You would assume they would have done it at one time, but this is the first time they have done teal. It's going to be a teal out. Uh, they painted the end zones teal. It's it, it, they're going in. They're going in like let me the, the Bills. Let me let, let me let me say something about that right there, though, West. So that's a big thing, man. In mm-hmm. all levels, you know, of sports, right there, man. These players, obviously, they go out and play the game, but you know, you look good, you play good, you know, Absolutely. and that's going to be a no, I mean, our boys last week wanted to wear our gray jerseys, you know, the gray and green and whatnot, and yeah. they came out formed. So that's a really big thing, though, man. Like, people don't realize that, you know, the, 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 you know, changing uniforms and something like that gives you that extra little, uh, you know what I mean, for um, for the game. And that brings a lot of extra, extra incentive. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, so I'm looking at this game. Uh, you have Byron Jones still not be playing Xavier Howard. He is practicing. Uh, so he, he looks like he's going to be good to go. I do have Jacksonville winning this one, though, 28-35. I agree with you. There's going to be points scored. I think James Robinson's going to have another big breakout game. He's been great all year so far uh, on the offensive side for the Jags as the running back, 100 yards last week and a touchdown. 
and and I'm not too concerned if Chark can't go because they do have a ready and willing D.D. Westbrook to activate at any point in time. So there is some depth, thankfully, at the wide wide receiver position. But give me Jacksonville in this one. 35-28 Minshew gets it going. Jacksonville surprising 2-1. Moving into the Sunday games, we have Houston at Pittsburgh. This was a tough one for me to pick, Bobby, so I'm eager to hear your pick on this one. Give me the spread and then uh, go ahead and lead it off. Yeah, so Pittsburgh's favored by four in this game. Um, this is a very interesting game right here. Pittsburgh's yeah, it is. Obviously, uh, yeah, Pittsburgh's obviously started off pretty hot right now. Um, uh, I mean, they started off, you know, yeah, James Conner's looking healthy. The defense is playing really well football right now. Houston's, um, I think Pittsburgh's, what, 2-0? Houston's, yep. what, 0-2 right now? Yep. So, um, I got this one as a very good football game. One of my highlighted ones that I put down as one of the games to watch this week mm-hmm. with Pittsburgh being fair by four, but I got an upset. I got Houston winning this game 28-24. I think that um, Deshaun Watson's going to come out firing. Um, this game can go either way, but I got Houston winning 28-24. Yeah, so I looked at this game to me, and, and you look at Houston, they went through the gauntlet of the first two games. I mean, who had a harder schedule than them? I can tell you exactly who nobody, because they faced the defending Super Bowl champs and then the Baltimore Ravens in week two, so I mean, to lose both those games is understandable for sure, but uh, it, they've got to be hurt not having D-Hop right now, and I think it's starting to starting to be noticed, and you can, you can definitely tell because the run game's not getting anywhere. David Johnson had a great first week, but since then we haven't really seen much out of him, albeit we're going just into week three, but and the Ravens have just a nasty defense as well, so that that is kind of understandable. Pittsburgh's got a pretty good defense themselves. Uh, there are no slouches on defense. And uh, Big Ben is – I mean, this I, I talked about it yesterday. These Steelers are looking like the Steelers are, that we're used to seeing where they're just consistently competitive. So, um, to me, it, it's 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 still kind of an upset because of where Pittsburgh was last year to this year. But I do have Pittsburgh getting this win in this one, 24-14. to 14. I have them getting it done. I have them getting to Deshaun Watson a lot in this game. And this is going to be another one of those games where after we're looking at it saying – this man needs help on the offensive line, and he needs it bad because he's not going to be. I mean, you had your the quote unquote number one option, Fuller. I mean, he had nothing last week. He was basically ineffective at, at completely. So I, I'm going with Juju. I'm going with Big Ben, and I'm going with the Pittsburgh's defense. Like I said, 24-14. Uh, moving on to the next one, I'm going to pick this one solo. It's Cincinnati at Philadelphia. Bobby, go ahead and give me the spread, and I'll make the pick. Cincinnati at Philly. Yeah, so I'm not going to make a pick on this one right here because this is book it with Bobby, but Philly's favored by five and a half. Philly's favored by five and a half. I This was my hardest game of the week to pick, and it sounds crazy, but it was. I mean, Joe Burrow and co. over there on that uh, Cincinnati team, they're starting to uh, they're, they're starting to get a little bit better. I think they're starting to figure each other out. I think there's, there's something good brewing in Cincinnati. You should be excited if you're a fan of the Bengals. Uh, Joe Burrow is looking like he might be the real deal. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's only two weeks in right now, but he's – Showing that he's probably, you know, earned that number one pick in the draft right there, and he's looking good. I agree. Yeah, Philadelphia is mad uh, uh, suspect right now. I, I, I mean, and they just keep losing people left and right. So, um, they they haven't shown up to one game. They're losing by an average of a touchdown a game. It, it it's not looking good. I thought they would be a little bit more competitive with the Rams. I do have the Rams winning, but still, I thought there'd be a little more competition there. Philly uh, could be in a head spin. I think the only thing that's going to keep them afloat is going to be the leadership of Doug Peterson. Uh, and, and I think they eke this one out, man. I think they eke this one out. They take advantage of maybe a turnover late and, and get the win. I have it as a low-scoring game. It's going to be 17-14 Philadelphia beat Cincinnati, and that's my pick. Uh, 
moving on to San Francisco at the Giants. Nobody lost more players last week, more impactful players last week than the San, uh, San Francisco 49ers. They lost, I mean, any good player you can think of. I think uh, it's a, it's probably going to end up being a game-time decision for Jimmy G. But, uh, I mean, you even play him with a New York Giants team that doesn't have Saquon Barkley. Go ahead and give us a spread, Bobby, and I'll, uh, I'll get a pick. Yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, San Fran's favored by four in this game, you know, at New York. Yeah, and I'm going with San Fran again. They're going to do the double duty in New York and get it done. They went to West Virginia uh, during the week to kind of be out of the area to a, a familiar place among NFL players. Uh, I, I'm dropping the name of the vacation spot. The Greenbrier, I believe it is. is, is does that sound familiar, Bobby? Yep, yep, that, yep. So uh, they went there for a week, and uh, they had all these vehicles showing up, taking x-rays of all these players because, I mean, they lose Solomon Thomas for the year. They lose Nick Bosa for the year. You're losing Mostert for multiple weeks. Um yeah, man. I mean, I have San Francisco winning this game, but just because it's the New York Giants, I think they're in deep, deep trouble right now, man. I think they're in deep trouble. What do you think? Um, I'm kind of on board with you right there. I think this game's going to be a little bit closer than a lot of people think. I mean, both teams, obviously, to me, were oh, the most effective injury-wise. I don't mean to cut you off one noteworthy stat as well. Devontae Freeman does sign with the uh, New York Giants. Go ahead. Yeah, in the New York Giants. To me, I don't think that's going to be a huge factor this week with no him. I think it's going to take a, week, a couple of weeks for him, you know, just to get in and get the system down right and all that. Mm-hmm. I do think he's going to um, fill in, you know, as much, you know, as well as he can, you know, for losing a Saquon Barkley. Yeah. San Fran, still San Fran. You know, you're talking about a team that was, you know, deep in the playoffs last year. Um, even with those tough losses, and obviously with Saquon Barkley um, being out for the year for the Giants. I see San Fran actually taking this game uh, in a really close game, to be honest with you. Um, I got San Fran winning this one 24-20. Uh, I just I just feel that San Fran's still obviously the better football team. They're going to play better defense or whatnot. Danny Dimes, um, you know, is not struggling. You know, he's still a baby in this league or whatnot. Mm-hmm. I just think they're going to bring a lot more on defensive side of the ball. And, you know, I don't know what's up with Mozart. Is he still out? Is he out uh, yeah, he's going to be out multiple weeks. He's going to be out multiple weeks. So you're looking so at Jerry McKinnon. Yeah, yeah, so McKinnon and all that. But I got San Fran winning a close game in this one, 24-20. And I don't think I got my score out 20-10. Uh, to 10. I have uh, San Francisco winning 20-10. to 10. It's going to be a low-scoring okay. affair again. Uh, Las Vegas, an impressive win, and one of the more impressive 2-0 teams in the league, getting the win in their inaugural game in the Death Star uh, versus uh, <clears throat> versus New Orleans. That, that, very surprising, sorry, man. That Death Star is so. That, it's so cool, man. I love it. I, I gotta go that, see it. I have to go. I gotta. See it. I gotta admit, man. Like you know, Jerry's World. I mean, even the the um, you posted that today on social media, man. Like the best stadium, new stadium mm-hmm. or whatnot. You know, the L.A. Rams and uh, Vegas. What do you think? Who do you think is the best stadium right there? Like in your eyes. I best. mean, like you said, the Vegas Stadium is really cool because it's very unique in its own. But I mean, a stadium with a club, casinos. I mean, all the all, all the palm trees and all that man, open, you know, walking in, open and all that. Yeah, that's pretty impressive what they did there in L.A. But, you know, th- that's L.A. That's exactly and, you know, it. Vegas is Vegas, so that's exactly it. But, yeah, no, I, I'm very impressed with it. And I'm very impressed with this team. Uh, shockingly, you know, they get the job done last week by from Carr. Carr got the job done, man. And, and I talked about it on the show yesterday. He, he was fantastic. But I like this Cam-led New England team, man. They showed me something versus Seattle. I didn't think they'd put up as much of a fight. I thought it would be a close game. But, man, they, they made it real close. Um, Belichick has these people to play. That's no surprise. Jackson Daniels is doing his thing on the offensive side. I think the only, uh, 
The only thing critique, if I could make any about his about his play calling, was just going a little too uh, too deep with uh, Cam late in the game, and then that's what ended up costing them the victory. But in this yeah. one, they'll get it done versus Vegas and Foxborough. They always do good in Foxborough. Give me New England in this one, 24 uh, to 13. All right, yeah, we're on board on that right there. Uh, I was, I'm, I'm really impressed right now with Gruden and obviously Carr looking good. You know, starting off the season two and zero, New England sitting at one and one right now. Yep. Um, a game they could have won against Seattle last week, you know, or, oh, or yeah. a couple months ago. Yeah, well fought battle. Um, I'm really liking Cam Newton right now for New England. Mm. I think that's a perfect situation for him. You know, being over there with Belichick and all that. I see this game going down the wire. Um, Semi-high scoring. I got New England winning this game 28-24. I think Cam gets it. I think Cam gets it done. Yeah, man. I, I like what he's doing on that team, man. I think he's doing good. I think he's doing it's really perfect, good. To me, it's a per- to me, it's a perfect fit for him. Yep. I don't think he could have chose a pe- better place to go. Agreed. Tennessee, we getting the win over Jacksonville in a close one, moving to two and zero in Minnesota, losing to Indianapolis, falling to a dangerous zero and two in a division where Green Bay is just looking unstoppable right now, and a two and zero Bears team not from the sleep on, surprisingly there. Um, Bobby, who's getting this? Is Minnesota in deep trouble, or is Tennessee uh, is Tennessee going to hold the lead in the AFC South, or or what's going to happen here? Give me the spread and then tell us. Well, what's I mean, going on. well, Tennessee, you know, Tennessee's on the road at Minnesota. Tennessee's favored by two and a half. Minnesota obviously has um, a lot of issues on defense. You know um, what we've seen these previous two weeks, and um, you know Tennessee coming off a game, you know, last week against the Jags, which you know could have gone either way. I actually see Minnesota rebounding and you know um, getting out of that 0 and two hump and winning this game in another really tight battle. Wes, I'll tell you one thing, man. I like this week a lot. There's a lot of close games. Yes. There's a lot of tight battles. I got Minnesota winning this game 30 to 27. I have a feeling that, you know, um, you know, Dalvin Cook and um, and company, I think their defense is going to prevail towards the end. I got Minnesota winning 30 to 27. You know, as much as it would, it, it would be – it would make me happy to see that happen. I, I'm going with Tennessee, man. I'm riding the hot hand. Vrabel has these guys ready to play. And uh, yeah. while in no way or fashion am I a fan of them, you know, whatever, they, they can play. No A.J. Brown last week. Uh, oh, who is this out of nowhere? Corey Davis coming back from the ashes. I mean, a lot of people considered him a bust and done, but he had a fantastic week in a week where Jacksonville obviously game plan to stop the run. Uh, Derrick Henry, 27 rushes, uh, 84 yards. So, uh, I think Derrick Henry gets it going again this week. Uh, Ngakwe knows this 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 team very very well, but there's a lot of gaps on that defensive side. There's a lot of issues going on, as you let uh, you had mentioned. Uh, they lose Barr uh, for multiple weeks on top of everything yeah. else that's going on. So uh, I'm taking Tennessee. I think Henry is the uh, workhorse in this one, and uh, they get the job done hand, pretty handedly. Uh, 31 to 13, I have them winning. Yeah, okay. I have this as a pretty big beatdown. I think Tennessee goes up there and kind of owns them, man. And this is going to be a kind of a tipping point for uh, for Minnesota. Well, what are we going to do in the division sort of deal? But Minnesota. We'll so you got Minnesota going 0 3. I do. Tennessee making that statement right there. Tennessee's okay, going to yeah. prove that they are the leaders right now in the uh, AFC South. Uh, they're going to have, uh, hopefully, if Jacksonville can pull it off, a Jacksonville team behind them. And. Uh, We'll we'll talk. Minnesota, Minnesota, Minnesota man, zero and three will be a tough start for them, man. It's, I mean, it's going to be hard tough. to come back from in that division. It's going to be even with an extra yeah. wild card spot. It's going to be hard to come back, especially from. the way that Green Bay is playing right now. Mm-hmm. You know that's going to be very tough. Washington Football Club at Cleveland. Bobby, go ahead and give me the spread, and I'll give you the pick. 
Yeah, so um, uh, Cleveland is favored by seven in this game. Cleveland by a touchdown, really? Because I'm taking yeah, the touchdown. Washington yeah. football team in this one. I think Chase Young and that front line get going again. I think this team kind of steps back up. They've kind of fallen back. They had a rough week last week against Kyler Murray. It was kind of to be expected because if those front four can't get to Kyler Murray, then that's that's really the heart and meat of that defense, and that's where they're successful. And they need those turnovers in order to get uh, uh, that offense rolling in the right direction. Um I think I think Washington can get it done against Baker Mayfield. He is shifty. He very much is. But usually when he is that shifty, it leads to bad throws and errant throws and forced throws by him. So uh, you didn't really see that a whole lot last week because the Bengals don't really have that aggressive of a front four that's going to get the job done. And I'm going with Washington in this one. I think it will be a close game. I think Cleveland will come to play. I will, I'm, I'm going to put my over-under as over 0.5 disruptions from OBJ. So I'm, I'm going to go over 0.5 and uh, take Washington in this one, 24-21. All right, yeah. We're, we're, yeah, we're, we're definitely on the opposite side of the field when it comes to this one. I got Cleveland winning this game 20, uh, 26-13. Okay. And actually not even a close game, to be honest with you. I really like that front seven. You know, for Cleveland, mm-hmm. uh, Odell Beckham seemed like he turned uh, the corner last week. Uh, I'm not, you know, that whole secondary for the Redskins right now is kind of a little bit suspect. Absolutely. I do really like, you know, yeah. And I do like, obviously, their front seven is going to bring heat. I think Baker Mayfield is going to make a few plays down the line right there. Um, I got Cleveland winning this 26-13. and 13. There it is. There it is. L.A. Rams at Buffalo Bills, both teams undefeated, both teams coming off impressive victories. Uh, Great game. Yeah, Buffalo gets the uh, gets the job done against Miami, and uh, in somewhat of a close one. And then the Rams get the job done handedly versus both Philly. teams are both teams are at two and zero right now. This was another one of them that was a hard pick. Go ahead and give me your uh, give me the over under, and I'll, I'll lead this one. Yeah, so the spread on this right here is a close one, actually. It's Buffalo's favored by two and a half points in this game. Man, so they're definitely giving the Rams their respect, and I have to give them their respect, too. I had this as the bottom dweller of the NFC West this season, and so far they've done anything but everything, including proving me wrong. Uh, They've been a strong team on offense. Jared Goff has been a pleasant surprise for that team. He's really stepped up, and that's helped alleviate the issues that they do have at the run game. They've been able to pay all their players somehow. Um, and, uh, the defense is fantastic. Aaron Donald, Jalen Ramsey, I mean, obviously leading it. What more could you ask for if you're a Rams fan at this point? I have them going to Buffalo and I have them getting the job done and I love Buffalo. So that is saying a lot because I like this Buffalo team. And I, I'll tell you what, I spoke to a customer today while I was at work. who's a Buffalo fan. And we sat there and talked for a while and, uh, he's, uh, he's excited, but he's very cautious, cautiously optimistic. I, it was the word I gave him or the phrase I gave him. And he, he agreed with that. So, uh, I think they come back to earth this week a little bit. I think you do see some turnovers from Josh Allen. I think one week is about enough for him to be turnoverless, but, uh, Rams get in an extremely close one, 28, 24. Okay. Yeah. We're similar on that. Buffalo being fair by two and a half points. I'm a big fan of, uh, Leslie Frazier, the defensive coordinator for Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Josh Allen is doing good things. Um, they got a lot of chemistry going on, and obviously the the Rams right now. To me, uh, you know, a lot of people are talking about them being obviously one of the. Um, even though you know it's only two weeks in the season, them being two and zero, but I mean they're very impressive on offense right now, and um, I just think this is going to be the closest game I have this markdown is the closest game of the week right here. I think Buffalo's defense is going to fulfill. I think Stefan Diggs, you know, is going to have a big big year. 
you know, for Buffalo. What a great offseason acquisition for them. Oh, yeah. I got Buffalo in this game 18 to 17. Ooh. Like a really close one, 18 17. Kind of more low scoring than a lot of people think. Mm-hmm. And, and I think this is going to be one of the games of the week. One of the No doubt. One of the games of the week. Chicago yeah. at Atlanta, our last one o'clock game. Chicago getting the win, moving to two and zero. Oh, Atlanta, do we really need to talk about that? Yeah, we do. Atlanta blowing a game that they should have had won handedly to Dallas. Very big mistakes on special teams. Very big mistakes in just trying to close the game out in general. A lot of mistakes with this team. Drops by Julio. Um, you name it, it pretty much happened to Atlanta last week. Uh, Bobby, go ahead and give me the spread, and then give me your pick. Yeah, so Atlanta's favored by uh, four in this game. And just to touch a little bit on what happened last week, um, me at practice today with my, you know, I, I'm the special teams coordinator here at the local high school, as, as long as the defensive line coach and all that. Mm-hmm. I just don't understand how, like, you can't blame the special teams coordinator for, like, get the ball. Like, and, and number one, you got to admit, that was an amazing onside kick, the way it spiraled, the way oh that God, it yeah. curved or whatnot. But, like, go after the ball. You can do that as a defender inside 10 yards. You know, like, I don't know what was going on. That's a That was a really, really tough loss for Atlanta. They deserved to win that game. Yes. I'm a Cowboys fan. They deserved to win that game wholeheartedly. Um, they're, they're sitting at 0-2 right now. I think they're going to rebound big this week, and I see them actually, you know, winning, you know, um, pretty, not, you know, I mean, not a blowout win or whatnot, but I got them 24 to 14. I see this game as like a 24 to 7 game late in the fourth quarter. Chicago getting a late touchdown, but Atlanta has to rebound, you know. I mean, 0 and 2, they can't go 0 and 3. They're way too talented of a team from their previous two games, you know, the way that they performed and whatnot. Coming off a big loss like they did against Dallas, I just don't see them. They have to win. They have to win. Um, so yeah, looking at this game, obviously, definitely, it's a must win. And and you know what, I'm a, I'm a little bit more. Um, what's the word that I'm looking for? I, I'm a little less. I'm not in a panic with this team yet because they, they they're like, I I use the term lightly, but they're lucky with what's kind of happened and taken place in the NFC South. You have the, uh, the saints losing a wow, like losing kind of a stunner. Let's be honest, a stunner to the Raiders. We kind of thought they would all take that. No problem. All three of us agreed with that one. Um, so you have them falling to one and one Tampa Bay is one and one Carolina is a mess and they've lost their best player. They're fine at this point. They're fine. So if it, it with Julio and Matt Ryan, who have been through, this exact event on a way grander stage before they, they can keep this team grounded. And Julio was very grounded in his comments this week about needing to step up. You have two number one receivers. Calvin Ridley has proven it week in and week out um, that he, he is the man. Stud. He is a Stud. man. Um, there's no reason Atlanta can't get this done. I think they, they bring Chicago back to earth this week, honestly, and, and get, kind of get rolling in the right direction. Go to one and two. Give me Atlanta in this one. 28 to uh 13 28 to 13 and just to touch a little bit about this game right here like i mean they were up 20 to nothing dallas had four fumbles in the first quarter oh yeah i heard about it from multiple people yourself included uh, that just zeke fumbled, zeke fumbled twice dak and i'm not sure who else did but first four possessions number one it's hard to get four possessions in the quarter in mm-hmm. its own four turnovers up 20 nothing 
and to lose a game like that. And, you know, I, I read a stat that was pretty amazing, though. The Falcons are the first team since 1933 to lose a game despite scoring 39 points and having zero turnovers. Wow. <laughs> right. Until Sunday. That's a hell of a stat. That, yeah. That's um, that's a tough loss for Atlanta. That's why I see them having a big rebound week this year because this week. So, I mean, other than that, it's All a big right. week for Atlanta if you're a Falcons fan. I yes, mean, it is. Without a doubt. It's not do or, you don't want to say do or die come week three, but. I'll say it week. for them. It's do or die when you're facing the Chicago Bears at this point. I know they're 2-0. and I totally get it. But you have to get this win. You are the better team. You have to win. This is a must-win game for them. And I use that. And, I don't and, like and to you use that. And you know what? And, and being a Cowboy fan, they were the better team on Sunday. Oh, yeah. They were. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. They were the better team. They just they just made mistakes, you know what I mean? Like there's they, no reason in the world where you can just have zero turnovers and have a team that have four turnovers in the first quarter and have lose. a big lead like that and drop it. I mean, that's the same thing that happened to them in the playoffs, what, a couple of years ago when they were up against what, um Tom Brady yep. and um, in the Super Bowl. Yep. You know, when they had that lead. So they gotta get that monkey off their back. I think they do this week. Very good. Very good. Let's move into the first of our two 405 games on Sunday. Carolina at the Chargers. Carolina losing Christian McCaffrey. Wild situation for the Chargers. Tyrod Taylor, before the game, complains of chest issues. Uh, come to find out later that the doctor actually in- punctured his lung trying to give him this whatever he was giving him for his rib. So he will miss this week. Herbert is confirmed to be the starter to uh, from Anthony Lynn. Anthony Lynn said that personally. He will be Herbert will be the starter this week. And he had an impressive showing last week versus the, uh, uh, excuse me, versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Bobby, give us a spread, and I'll uh, I'll lead off. Yeah, so the spread on that game is the Chargers favored by six and a half points. So Chargers by six and a half points, and you know what? I got the Chargers winning this one. I think Carolina without Christian McCaffrey's potentially the second or third worst team in the league. And I really, I mean, week one, you guys said it here on the podcast in front of everybody. I was tired of people not giving Carolina enough respect. I thought they'd come out here and get rolling, and they they have not. Um, they've done kind of what most people said. They've just been all Christian McCaffrey and not a whole lot of anything else. And the loss of Luke Keekley is definitely apparent, man. It, it is definitely apparent. So I'm taking the charge in this one. Herbert's going to get his first one, and actually it's going to start uh, – Raising some flags about potentially making him the starter going forward. I think Taylor still be, needs to be your man going forward when he's healthy. But uh, And I think Anthony Lynn knows that. But uh, Herbert goes and gets the job done in a close one. Makes a few mistakes, but he'll learn 24-21. Teddy Bridgewater tries, can't get it done. Kind of on the same board. It's tough for me to be uh, – and don't get me wrong. Like when I say this, you know, Justin Herbert, the uh, uh, Oregon guy. I'm a Washington guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so that's a rivalry. Um, he really impressed me, especially with the way he ran that boy over, you know, or whoever in the, in the game. Um, I think he's the future for the Chargers. You know, obviously that's very unfortunate with Tyrod Taylor, what happened. I couldn't Dude. believe when he posted that. I'm like, like, are you kidding me? Like, it was wild. I've never you, seen you anything like that you in my can't, life. You can't, even, you can't even make that up. No. You know, that's, we're just hoping the best for Tyrod, obviously. I mean, I, I predicted earlier in the year in our previous podcast that Tyrod obviously was going to be a soft quarterback and Herbert would take over. I just didn't think it would be this close in this type of situation, obviously. Uh, Chargers favored by six and a half. I have this as a really close game, even with Carolina, you know, not having McCaffrey or whatnot. Um, I got um, I got the Chargers winning 23 to 17, uh, covered in the spread by 0.5. I think this is going to be another battle. Went up, but I got the Chargers winning. 
23-17 it is. The second of our two 405 games, the Jets at Indianapolis. Uh, Bobby, go ahead and give us our spread, and I think I know where we're both going with this one. Yeah, so this is the biggest spread of the week right here. Indy's favored by 11. And you know what? Um, I think I, th- I think Indy covers that spread, man. I think they get that. They're, I think – and I'm not even going to go too in-depth with this. Gase needs to go. Um, they've pretty much effectively ruined Sam Darnold's career in the jet with the Jets. Uh, Gore, it needs to get just just give the hand the freaking ball to Gore every play so he can break the records because I mean the dude's freaking awesome. So, um, Indianapolis gets this one done easily, thirty-three to ten. I agree with you, Frank Gore, obviously a legend in our game. You know, one of the longest standing careers as a running back. Put a headset on him. I got Indy one of this game, thirty-six to thirteen. Not even close. Covering the spread. There you go. 425 games. Dallas at Seattle is the first one. Bobby, give me the spread. I'll lead it off. Seattle's, Seattle's favored by five. Seattle favored by five. So they're basically favored by two since getting the three at three for being at home. So they're giving Dallas a lot of credit, especially after that gritty comeback last week. Uh, I look at both these teams. Dallas um, had a lot of issues. I think uh, it's not typical of the Dallas team to turn the ball over like that. So I don't really, I'm not really looking at that as a problem moving forward. I think they'll get that under control. Uh, I think McCarthy will have them them ready to play next week, and and the accountability of Zeke and Dak gives me no worries. So uh, I'm fine with them on that side. But the, again, the issue is never really the offense; it's the defense. And you look at the scores of the games they've been playing, and it speaks for itself. Now, Seattle also has their own problems with the defense, losing several several players due to injury last week. I don't know who's going to be effectively starting. I don't know how the practices have been. I really don't have a lot of that information. But what I can tell you is. I, you're, you, at this point, you're basically giving me Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson versus Mike McCarthy and uh, and Dak Prescott, and, and, and I'm going with Russell Wilson. I'm going with who right now in my eyes is the MVP. As a lot of times he is in my eyes, I just the dude's unbelievable. Um, one of the few players on out in the Jags I would think about getting a jersey for because I have that much respect for him as a player, and, and yeah, that's that a lot for me. Um, I got Seattle getting this one done. Dallas is going to fight. Uh, it won't be like Atlanta-Dallas last week where Dallas comes roaring back. I think this game stays close throughout. I think Seattle makes a few good plays late in the game. That that really puts them ahead, and uh, they get the win uh, in this one, 21 to, uh, to 20. That That's it, 21 to 20. It, it's going to be a close game, man. It, it's going to be a really close game. I think Russell Wilson gets it done. Bobby? Yeah, it's going to be an entertaining game. No question about it, Wes. Um what can I say about, you know, Russell Wilson? You know, I mean, he's playing. I mean, obviously, you know, a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Um, I think this is his year. I think this is going to be the best year of his uh, career, you know, to date. Dallas obviously has a lot of situations going on in the secondary. Mm-hmm. The front seven, you know, even what, you know, now with Ben Rass and Sean Lee out, Jalen Smith's kind of holding down that linebacker spot right there. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm cool with the front four you know, run that four-man front, mm-hmm. um, we're going to put up points. I mean, we're, I mean, that's the only way that we're going to compete this year is like, and I even said that in our previous podcast in the offseason, that Dallas better score 30 or more points a game this year. They're going to have to. They're going to have to. Um, I don't, it's going to be, it's going to be a tough game. I got Seattle winning this game 38 to 35. 38 to 35. Um, I'm, I'm, yeah, I got, I got Seattle winning 38 to 35. It's going to be a very entertaining game. Mm-hmm. Dallas is going to be in on every game this year, obviously with that offensive they have. I'm not sure what the status is with Tyron Smith. 
who was a huge loss, obviously a huge loss when you lose your left tackle or whatnot. But I just don't see us. And we've always had that monkey on us with Seattle, dating back to when Romo, you know, on the extra point, you know, yep. Yep. when he when I. So it's just it's just one thing that we just can't beat Seattle, and I don't see us doing it this week. I got Seattle in this game, 38-35 in a very entertaining football game. A lot of athletes out there, a lot of great players, you know, um, playing ball. DK Metcalf to me is going to be the difference in this game with Dallas's secondary. It was very sus- suspect. I just don't see them stopping DK Metcalf. I can see him actually having a 100-plus yard game. Yeah, I agree. I think DK is going to have a big game in this one, and I think it's going to end up ultimately being the difference. Detroit at Arizona, our last 425 game. Um, Detroit tail spinning, and Patricia looks like he's probably on his way out. Arizona, Kyler Murray continues to impress, and, and the dude – this team is firing right now. I did a little bit of work on the defense, but other than that, they are firing on all cylinders. This is an impressive team in the NFC, and uh, if you're in the NFC West, I'd be concerned. Bobby, go ahead and give us a spread, and uh, I'll, I'll start it off. Arizona fared by five and a half points in this game, and uh, before you start it off, though, Arizona's a very scary football team yep. right now. Yep, they're putting the NFL on notice. I'm just telling everybody that right now. They're putting the NFL on notice. Yep, I don't think there's anybody that really wants to play Arizona right now because very uh, you, you just you know what you're gonna get, but you don't know when you're gonna get it. They 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 they're kind of uh, doing the same kind of thing as Baltimore, but with a way more talented roster on the offensive side. On the offensive side, their offensive side reminds me of Baltimore's defensive side. So, um. I really like this Arizona team, man. I was high on them in the preseason. I was, or, you know, before the season started, we didn't have preseason, but you, you get where I'm going with that. I was high on them then. Um, I think I picked them every week. I picked them versus San Francisco in an upset. I picked them uh, versus Washington last week, and I'm going to ride with them again. I think they, they, they cover that spread. They get it done versus Detroit. I think, again, Detroit's in a complete tailspin. Matt Stafford, please get out of there. Please go somewhere else. Um, Arizona gets it done in this one, and Kyler Murray shows off again, thirty-five to ten. Nice, yeah. I mean, uh, I have it a little bit closer. I think it's gonna be higher scoring. Detroit's one of those teams that they're a funny team to figure out. You know, they're always gonna be. You know, they're always gonna be one of those teams that's always gonna be in a game. They don't ever get blown out. If you go back and look at their last three seasons, four seasons. Even when Matt Stafford's there, very rarely they get blown out. I see them jumping off early off a couple plays with Matt Stafford or whatnot, but I'm really high on this Arizona secondary, you know, obviously with Buda Baker and um, uh, Byron Murphy and um, and company. Tyler Murray is, to me, he's he's the next upcoming Russell Wilson. We talked about that. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I see Arizona actually in a dogfight in this game, kind of back late to win. Murray does his magic. They went 32 to 27, Arizona. 32 to 27. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Like you said, a close, way closer game. Detroit has been keeping them close. So I'll definitely give you that. Uh, I just, I think the, the, the wheels are going to completely fall off this week in mine. And I think that's, yeah. that's what ends up happening. So go ahead and move on from them. We're moving into our late games. Now our Sunday, Sunday game at 820 of Green Bay who has looked extremely oppressive, heading to New Orleans to take on the Saints. Go ahead and give us a spread, and uh, I'll lead it off. Green Bay, New Orleans. So, yeah, that's – yeah, you know, New Orleans coming off a tough loss this week, you know, um, for the home opener for Las Vegas. New Orleans is at home, favored by three against Green Bay. And um, I have this one as another close game. 
I have, you know, I love Green Bay right now. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is proven a lot of people wrong right now. A lot of people thought he was going to have a drop-off season, you know, like his time to get old or whatnot. Devontae Adams is a stud. And um, obviously, you know, um, running back Aaron is ridiculous. He was last week. What's his name, Wes? Um, I'm sorry, the running back for – are you talking about Jones? For, yeah, Jones. Yeah. yeah, Aaron Jones. Yep. Yeah, yeah, for Green Bay. I mean, I mean, his numbers last week were ridiculous. Right now, they look like a well-oiled machine. And last night, we were talking about, you know, when you were giving me the, um, you know, the quick shots of who I currently have going to, you know, winning the NFC. That was my dark horse was uh, Green Bay. Mm-hmm. Um, even though I have, you know, they're on a roll one night. I think New Orleans after that loss against Las Vegas, you know, and their home opening stadium game or whatnot, I still got New Orleans actually pulling this game out in another really good game, 32 to 24. New Orleans getting it done for you. Well, I am quite the opposite. I have Green Bay getting this job done. I think uh, Aaron Rodgers is just that man. He, he is awesome. Uh, the receivers have really stepped up this year. It's not just one. It's the whole unit. As a whole, the running game, like you said, is effective. The defense is starting to get rolling. Uh, they're not quite there yet, but I think they're going to continue to improve throughout the season. I think this is a big statement game for Green Bay. Aaron Rodgers is going to have these boys ready to play, man. I, I think they get it done, but it is going to be a close one. It is going to be very close. 28-31 comes down to the very, very end. But the Green Bay Packers get it done versus New Orleans. That's, that's going to be a fun game. That's going to be a fun game to watch. I'm looking dude, forward to it. Like you said, you said it before, a lot of fun games this week. A lot of them. Uh, let's go ahead and Great run into our Monday night game, which is by far the, the game of the week. The undisputed yep, back, game back, of back, the week. Back-to-back back, back MVPs. Kansas City at Baltimore. Bobby, give us the spread. Yeah, I'll let you take the lead on this, though. But Baltimore's at home, fair by three and a half. That was kind of a shocking spread to me, to be honest. You, you know, mm-hmm. with the yeah, with the Super Bowl champs coming into town, that's probably this is probably going to be the only game that they aren't favored in. So, Kansas City really concerned me last week. I think uh, I think the Chargers put out a blueprint for the uh, for the rest of the league on how to beat this team. I, while I think inexperience is what did in the Chargers late in the game, I think uh, Anthony Lynn and Gus Bradley really game planned well against this team. I understand they're a division rival. Um, now you take all that and you give that information to a hungry Baltimore team with defensive players aplenty at every position and every point. Uh, you, you said it, the, the offense has, uh, uh, the offense of the of Baltimore has the MVP Lamar. Uh, I think, you know, this this week, you know, last week we saw Kansas City kind of get run on by uh, Herbert. Now you're getting a whole other monster in, uh, in Lamar Jackson, and I don't think Kansas – I think this is one of the losses Kansas City takes. In Baltimore, they're an impressive team early. I'm not worried about Baltimore right now at all. I want to see them in the playoffs. That's all I want to see with Baltimore. I need to see them win a playoff game. But they're going to get it done in this one. It's going to be a big statement game. People are going to ask, you know, Kansas City, Baltimore is Baltimore now the new front runner. That's what's going to be the headline, but – I still think Kansas City's the even after this game will still be my front runner because I, I of how they're they're built to continue to play. I mean, think about the playoffs last year and how many times they were down in the playoffs and came back and won. It, like it wasn't even a problem. So I'm not worried about Kansas City going forward, but I do think they take the loss here in a close one. It's gonna be actually a lower scoring game than people think. Uh, it's gonna be 21-28. No field goals. Baltimore gets it done. 
Not in my Lee Corso voice. Not so fast, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> you know me, man. I love I love Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah. I love Baltimore. Uh, it's gonna be. I mean, I can't wait to watch this game. Like, I will go out of my way to watch this game. I mean, this to me is like you know one of the top five matchups all year long to watch this game. Um, Lamar is gonna do his thing. Mahomes is gonna do his thing. I just think right now that Kansas City's weapons and the speed that they have, you know, with Kelsey and um, and Tyreek Hill and you know all those guys on the outside might be too much for them. Mm-hmm. I just I, I still see Mahomes magic coming through in this game. I got Kansas City win this game, thirty-four to thirty-one. It's going to be high scoring. It's going to be so entertaining. I can't wait to watch it. I cannot I wait. Kansas City win this one, thirty-four to thirty-one. There you go. All right. Well, we have one more pick to do, and it's uh, it's always our last pick. It's now the ceremonial last pick, I'd say, and the first pick of Bobby's segment. Book it with Bobby. Bobby, you're two and zero against the spread this year, so you've done really well. So I want to see if you can move to three and zero. Now we know your 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 Cincinnati or Philadelphia is the game we're talking about. So go ahead and remind us about the spread, and then tell us who you're picking and why. Yeah. So the Philadelphia and um yeah so. Philly's favored by five and a half in this game. Um, I'll tell you what, man. I mean, both teams are own two right now. I mean, that's a tough situation they're in. But I mean, both were. A lot of these teams weren't expected. You know, especially the Eagles, they weren't expected to be own two currently at this point. Joe Burrow has, you know, definitely done some good things. You know, for Cincinnati early on, and the Eagles have really struggled in a big way, especially on defense. Um, as has the Bengals, you know, both teams are really struggling on defense. Um, I just look for a high scoring game in this one right here. Um, you know, I, I see the Eagles getting back on track. Look at what Bobby and take the Eagles minus five and a half, 31 to 20. Ooh. Eagles can't complain three, man. Eagles, Eagles cover that spread by five and a half, man. Book it. Cowboy is booking it with Philadelphia this week, folks. That's how you know you have to take it. That's how you know. Not you the Cowboys, uh, Cincinnati. Yeah, the Cincinnati and uh, yeah. Yep, Cincinnati and Philadelphia. Book it with Bobby. Take it, Philly, getting the win versus Cincinnati, five point uh, five points. I just don't see Philly right now, man. I mean, going zero and three. Whoo. Are they gonna Are they gonna start calling for Carson Wentz's head or what? I think so, because I, I know they're not gonna call for Doug Peterson. So and you you know who they drafted in the Jalen Hurts, Jalen Hurts, and <laughs> and a lot of people have been talking about the league. Hey man, let's uh let's get uh let's get Jalen Hurts involved in the offense, kind of like uh the Saints. At least give him Hill. at least give him a couple series, you know. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, if they go zero and three. They're going to be calling for his head. You know how those Philly fans hey, are. Hey, they're lucky they don't have is. him in the stands, man. They're lucky they don't have him in the stands right now. Did you hear exactly. about it last week? They had a, they had the, you know, they, they they're pumping decibel noise into these in, into this and on TV. Uh, for the so the, I guess each team controls their own. The Philadelphia team, when Carson Wentz turned the ball over, he got booed by a fake audience. That's Philly, dog. <laughs> That's Philly. That's Philly. We're past. It was our it was our parents who witnessed the whole Santa Claus incident, so we're past that. We get uh, Carson Wentz getting booed by a fake audience. That's what we get. So uh, yeah, book it with Bobby Philly getting yeah, it right. Book, yeah, book, hey, 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 book it with Bobby right here, man. I'm telling you right now, man. If you want to win some money, man, take the Eagles minus five and a half. They're gonna there win you go. that game. There you go. They're gonna cover that spread. 
All right, let's go ahead and uh, let's move on from Book It With Bobby. We're going to go ahead and skip what's grinding Matt's gears for this week. Uh, and we're going to go. I sh- thought you were going to take over what's grinding Matt's gears. Okay, man, right, right, yeah. I'm glad you said that because I was. I was, and I was going to yeah, let that, it slide. But you know yeah, what? Since so you what, bring it up. What's, what's, what's grinding Wes's gears this week? Oh, man, there's just so much that grinds my gears every week. All right, you know what? I'm just going to pick this one. It, it's kind of been going on and on and on. How in the world does Adam Gase have a job? That's what's grinding my gears. I'm tired of him getting these passes. I'm tired of it. I'm tired of Gase getting these passes, and, and he's ruining a perfectly good Jets team right now. He's ruining them. They, there's so much. Jameson Crowder has been fantastic this year. This defense, there's something that can be done with them. Uh, Darnold, when you think of the, when you think of the Jets, there's, what's their identity? You, you don't know because they don't have an identity. There's nothing about this team that excites me. There's nothing about this team that, that makes me say, oh, I think they'll pull this one out. At this point, they're my favorite for, for the first pick in the draft. And, and who knows, maybe you you can the whole regime GM down, because if you're going to let this, let Adam Gase run your team, you, you just get out. Um, and, uh, and, and just start over with Trevor Lawrence. And I think that's, what's going to end up happening. Darnold might be looking for a place to play next year. I mean, that you got to get Gase out. If, if you want anything out of the season, get Gase out. It'll be, it'll pump that team up. If anything, you know, which with coaching changes, it, it, it can happen. Uh, I think Bowles should have stayed there in the first place. He was starting to turn a corner with that team. Uh, and now he's in Tampa Bay, but I, I, I liked the Bulls when he was there. Um, Again, he wasn't the perfect coach at the time, but I think he was starting to get that team in the right direction. Get, get Gase out. Get Gase out of the Jets. That's what's going on. I think it's just a matter of time. I mean, it's gotta be. Any, you know, everybody gets fired. There's always a few coaches that get fired during the season. I think he's definitely the one that has the hottest seat right now. No question about it. Not any question about it. All right. Well, that's what's grinding in my gears this week. Hopefully, Matt was proud of me, and I let you know I did good for him or good by him. I'm sure I know Adam Gase makes him angry, so I know that he agrees with me on that. But I'm eager to see what he's got next week. Let's go ahead and move into our locks. So, like I discussed earlier, Matt and I are two and zero. We'll get Matt's pick when uh, when we get with him. Hopefully, uh, I'll I'll get with him, and we'll have that up for you guys. Uh, Bobby, you did take an L last week, so while you are eliminated from the champion, from being the champion, you are still in the competition for the rest of the season. So we'll have an overall. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, too. yeah, I went, I went, I went, I went back to zero. You guys got me on that, but my yep. lock of the week is going to be Indianapolis Colts over the New York Jets. There you go. That's a that's a very wise one to pick, man. I mean, I was looking at that one myself uh to take i can do that i can do that though because i haven't you know you haven't picked so, it like, no yeah you haven't picked india anyway. I, I can't i can't now i can take now i can start over right no no you same. you can't start over still but you can take indy that's perfectly fine you still can't start right. over so buffalo and minnesota are still out for you and now india is too as you make that your lock for the indy, week all right yeah. so my two locks so far have been buffalo uh, and San Francisco, we both did Buffalo week one. I took San Francisco week two against an easy Jets team. Looking at these games this week, man, there's a lot of them I could go for. But, dude, these are some really close games. So, I'm not really going to get this chance this often. God, I hope I'm right. But I'm going to pull a mat here, and I'm going on the Thursday night game. Locking up my Duval Jags. Duval. I'm locking them up. I think this team – I think, man – I love watching this team play, and I know I told you, Bobby. I, I this is the first time in a long, 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 long time that I've actually I sat there and watched that Tennessee game, and I had so much fun watching that game. Yes, we lost, and it sucks. I hate losing to Tennessee, and I will always hate losing to Tennessee. But that offense is so fun to watch. 
Uh, by the way, a quick update. Linder is 100% out for the game. And uh, questionable is DJ Chark. I still have them getting it done. I think it's going to be a close one. I think the mustache outlasts the beard in this one because they've been battling all week too. God, it's been funny. If you haven't seen it, go check it out. Um, give me Jacksonville as my lock. I'm not going to get a chance to lock them much this season, so that's my lock right there. Get it done, Jax. Let me, let me tell you one thing right here before we close out. Carter Minshew is one of my favorite players to watch in all the sports right now. No doubt. Not just because of his performance on the field, <laughs> but the way he is as a person and his demeanor and all that. Like, we haven't seen that in a long time. The NFL needs this. Yes. He is such a fun guy. I mean, I don't care if you're a Tennessee fan or if you're anybody that's a rival in the division or whatnot, you cannot not like this kid. Oh, no. I, I agree. Listen, listen, he, listen, he played at Washington State. I'm a Husky fan. We hate them more than anybody, you know, as a rival. Mm-hmm. And I, I mean, that's like being – like Redskins versus Cowboys or whatnot. And even though we punish them or whatnot, you cannot not root for that guy. I love him as a football player, not just as a person, but that boy has a different aspect to his game right there. Yeah. I'm telling you. I mean, he's a great football player. A lot of people that have viewed him or mentored him and or coached him say the dude does not, cr- he does not crack under pressure. His players love him too. And yes. that's a huge facet right there. Like, I mean, you to- know, he's, yeah, go ahead. I didn't mean to keep cutting you off, but to be, you know, no, no, to no, be that good. late. I'm just saying, I'm, I'm just saying that, I mean, that's a huge thing, though. Like, when you're, you know, when 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 you're supporting cast, your players and your coaches and all that are on board and they love you and all that, that's going to help you succeed a lot more in the game. You know what I mean? And, like, he's a player's player and all that. He's going to be, <laughs> I'm such a fan. I am too, man, and I hope Jacksonville is smart with him and actually keeps him around and resigns him, and it makes this their guy going forward because he has done nothing but prove this team. I mean, he, last week was probably one of his worst weeks he's had in a long, long time, and he threw two picks, and, and he tried to bring the team back desperately. Both picks, by the way, were both tip picks. So, uh, you know, one goes yeah, off Colin Johnson. Only many, he's only had how many starts? Like He hasn't even had a full season year. yet. He, hasn't, he didn't even get the full season last year. So, uh I mean, I'm impressed by the kid. I love watching him play, man. I have a blast watching him play. It is awesome. It is fun. And I know I'm not going to get, you know, just hope to God our defense can hang on. Now it's I'm watching our offense kind of run the load. And it's it's fun, man. I'm having a freaking blast. So uh, so, so I got one last question, though. When's Wes going to get the Minshew jersey? I don't know, man. I don't know. I might have to see if I can get a hookup. I might have to see if I can get a hookup on a jersey. I'm trying to get one signed. I have – a football sitting right next to me signed by him um, from like one of the first training camps that I have. And uh, it's it's got him, DJ Shark, uh, Chris Conley, and a few others on there. But uh, yeah, man, I, it, it, it's, I kind of swore he's, off myself off of jerseys. I have a, a quite a collection of, uh, of Vikings and Charger and uh, Rams and uh, now a Denver Bronco. You know, he have, brings. You know what? He brings excitement to all Jags fans. Yep. Let me. Everybody, all my me. Jags fans, can't wait to watch and see what he does. He's just one of those players that just has it. You know what I mean? Yep. If, and, Jack, if Jacksonville can get him a contract, I'll have that jersey. I promise you that much. I promise you that much. But it, it's it's been floating around the uh, Christmas uh the Christmas idea wheel right now in this house. So so we'll see, man. We'll see. Uh, 
I won't be opposed to take to getting one as a gift, but I will definitely uh, I'm gonna keep an eye out on You'll it. You'll accept it. Yeah, You'll accept absolutely. It. Every day, every day of the week, baby. I, every day. Well, let's go ahead and wrap this one up, Bobby. It was a great episode. I enjoyed it. I think we got a hell of a slate of games coming up. I'm super excited for this weekend. We'll definitely be talking all weekend. Actually, I want to cover one more thing before we finish up here, and it's real quick. Uh, let's go ahead and cover our fantasy standings. You know, we have the extra point fantasy league. It's not a PPR league. Um, it, it's we're two weeks in now, obviously, and we have two undefeated teams left. Um, one of those teams, Bobby, is actually your pops. Your pops is two and zero, man, off to a great start. Pops is 2-0, man. I'm struggling. I'm at 0-2. Mm-hmm. You know, Michael Thomas, man. Come back soon, please. Yep, yep. One of Owen, you're one of two 0-2 teams, and uh, you got – let's see who you got this week. I thought you had me. You actually have Matt this week, so co-host versus yeah, co-host. So that will yeah. be a good matchup. See if you can get on the win column. Matt himself is sitting at 1-1. One Hey, I'm at 2-0. I'm another 2-0 team right now. I'm going to try and hang on to it. I got a big matchup versus Dak Lives Matter, a.k.a. Robbie Golding. So shout out to Robbie Golding. It's on this week, my friend. So does, he have, does he have Dak? Because, you know, Dak. What, he does. Oh, by the way, I don't want to go off topic right now, but Dak was the first player ever last week to throw for 400-plus yards and run for three touchdowns. That he was. That he was. He scored like 40-some-plus fantasy points. Crazy. It's wild. It's absolutely wild. We'll see what happens. It's going to be an interesting week in fantasy. It's going to be an interesting week in the NFL. Tons of good games going on. For Bobby, I am Wes, and you have been listening to The Extra Point, and we will see you next time. Yes, sir.